Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Casey Jaycock. Casey overcame adversity to become an elite seller at a publicly traded company for 10 years in a row. A sales development coach and keynote speaker, Casey helps companies build customer relationships, not just transactional deals. Casey is founder of Winning the Relationship, LLC, a consulting firm providing sales leadership and coaching. He's a father, husband, coach, podcaster, speaker, and a business leader. Needless to say, he is busy. Thanks so much for joining me today, Casey. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for the, the warm intro. I was like, I sure you got the right guy, but I guess that is me. <laughs> I'm sure. We do our homework. Absolutely. So um, I'm so excited to be talking to you too, because I love this whole concept of the relationship, not the deal. It just so it is in my uh, frame of mind. So love yay, it. yay you. Um, <laughs> yay you for loving it. I love it. There we go. I know. So, so this will be, you know, mutual admiration society. But <laughs> I want to start with the golden rule because we've all heard it, but mm-hmm. I am curious how you define it for business and why you think it's so important to having a successful sales career. Yeah, you bet. So when we were three and four, most parents said, hey, treat your sister the way you want to be treated. Treat, you got to be nice to your sister. Be nice to your brother. Be nice to your friends, please, and thank yous. You know, have a positive attitude. But yet when we become adults, it's in corporate America, it's okay to be rude to your assistant. It's, it's okay to yell at marketing. It's okay to get mad at finance and, and, and say things. things. It's, it's okay to flip people off down the road and do all these things because why not? There's no account, no, no, there's no accountability. And so I just like, you know what? When, you, when you're just nice to people and you have that Maya Angelou moment, not what you said, why you said it, but how you make people feel when you leave the room, you're more memorable. You're more uncommon, I like to say. And to me, I think, you know, as I think about this is an Uncle Rico Napoleon Dynamite reference right there. As a college quarterback, if I enter, enter my huddle with negativity or not a positive attitude or no, a non-belief, I'm not going to inspire the people around me. Regardless of if I've had a good day, a bad day, that's not my team's fault. That's on me to make sure I bring in positivity to my environment. So like, no matter what, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and assume the best in people. Um, that might be a little naive. I'd rather be naive and optimistic and positive than a realist, a negative realist. And so I think by just starting your day with just 
going out of your way to, to be nice, be supportive, be, you know, have that, what I call that boomerang mindset, meaning that you, know, you serve others and do others and, and treat them. And most likely that boomerang is going to come back to you. But the key, Diane, is not to keep score when you're serving people. And I've found that that mindset has really helped me achieve things that I didn't think were possible in my business career. And it's what I teach sellers, what I teach leaders. Um, and it's really, really fun to, to see them have a, you know, adopt it and see positive impacts in their life. Yeah. So you follow this positivity and this golden rule because it serves you, not because you're going to get it from someone else later, but just that it, it is the right way to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's easy to be negative. It's easy to talk yeah. about me and victim and, and all these things that are not going to me, but like before we recorded, think about all the things I've had going on in my life, a yeah. lot of, a lot of challenges. I still have control over my mindset, at least yeah. my attitude and my effort. Yep. So I just, I just, I've trained my mind to think that way. Like I listen, hey, God's picking on me. The universe is picking on me. It's okay. Uh, I can tell you that that 1,440 minutes that we they get, we all get each and every day. We'll reset tomorrow and I have a chance to make tomorrow a better day than today. Right. Right. And do you find that then it's an easier lift when, when you have that sort of mindset? Yeah. I think you just, you give your, I find myself giving myself grace. I feel like I give others grace. Um, I realize, Hey, you know, if I'm, if I'm being my best, not the best, but if I'm focused on being my best, that's all I can do. And if I know I'm treating people with, I'm never going to win every single person, but if I'm nice and I, and I bring in positivity to environment, I'm going to win more than I'm going to lose in life. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, trust. Mm -hmm. And so you say, you know, you need to cultivate genuine interest in your, in your customers and their business problems. And I completely agree with you on this, but I am curious, like for the listeners who this might be, you know, a new concept to them, how does someone make sure that they're doing that? Mm -hmm. I think when you're building relationships with a new prospect or even a current client and, you, and you're trying to figure out ways to take it to the next level, I, I like like either acronyms or relationships. So my, 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 my um, equation for leadership is humility plus vulnerability equals leadership. That same equation is also for relationships. If I'm humble enough to talk about what I don't know, if I'm vulnerable enough to say where I need help, um, I'm going to be a lot more willing. People will be a lot more willing to be open, open to me because I'm sharing my gaps first. I think when we can show a prospect or a new relationship, we've done a little homework where uh, we're trying to define that commonality. Yeah. It could be anything that commonality will eventually lead to rapport. That rapport will eventually lead to a conversation, a relationship, which eventually lead to trust. Now, with all that said, that's, it might sound really easy and simplistic, but like, this is where I'm a big believer of power of documentation and documenting what I learn about people and using a CRM because CRMs make me look huh. way smarter than I am. Yeah. And then when I ever, I talk to that person next, I'm going to pull that thing up and I'm going to, I'm going to lead with curiosity first. I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm excited to talk to you about how great my coaching is and how I can help you. Well, eh, no, thanks. Everybody's doing that versus, Hey, it's great to see you again. Tell me how your, how your daughter's doing. Is, is her hand healed yet? Right. And they're gonna be like, how did you remember that? And I think when we do those things, those are uncommon behaviors I'm learning. Yeah. Um, you know, after spending 20 years in corporate America before doing my own thing, I, I just assumed everybody did these things <laughs> and they don't. And so that's, I think that's why I have a job <laughs> to do with the coaching I'm doing now is really to help instill these, what I call common sense things that people just aren't thinking about because it yeah. takes 
intentionality. Yes, yes, it, it really does. And, and why do you think that sales leaders are contributing to this problem of focusing on transactional selling instead of relationship? Um, they lack humility. They lack vulnerability. They are, <laughs> and by doing that, they're also instilling a level of fear inside yeah. of sales teams. Um, they're, they're instilling this quarter over quarter pressure versus slowing people down and actually applying a sales process. I got, I got taught something called medic. Um, there's, you know, which is a, a framework, sales process framework that is gold. I'm sure other people have other sales processes, but I think when, when leaders can in, instill, um, the, the, these, this environment of, listen, you don't, you're not gonna have all the answers. And if you think about a football analogy as a quarterback, a quarterback has never thrown the ball to himself. He's never hiked it to himself or herself. He's never blocked for him or herself. So you have to rely on your team. And wow. so like, you know, so from a, a sales perspective, we need everybody. We need our, our leader and our leader. If you can, if you can instill the right mindset, less focused on, are they memorizing every, are they memorizing everything about our product? Are they memorizing everything about blah, blah, whatever versus are they bringing a positive attitude? Are they, are they, are we, um, really harnessing and cultivating their curiosity. Because I think when I go meet with a client, I want to hear two words, which is a great question. And when I'm making people think, and we instill and with sales leaders can and help our sales teams make their clients think they're going to be a lot more memorable because I always say stories sell slides don't. And so when we can ask great questions and leaders can help in, create those types of environments where people are curious, they're humble, they're vulnerable, they're, they're, they're true authentic self. That's when I think elite teams excel and, and move forward in anything, any, any line of business. I do too. And I love this idea of slowing it down um, because the real long-term significant customer relationships are the ones where the salesperson has really been curious, has really taken the time to get to know the prospect and what they're dealing with and whether there's a solution and what that, you know, that, so there's that honesty and trust and interest and all of those things that really become like the foundation of then continuing to build that relationship as time goes on. But those are the ones that are good for everybody and, yep. and stay. hundred percent. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So, um, oh my gosh, what was it? I thought it was so interesting when you were talking about a quarterback's never, never thrown the ball to himself. Like I never would have thought about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, or even like, you know, um, 
I, I like to use pilot analogies or airplane analogies. I mean, a, a, a pilot, he or she's not going to fly the plane and then go serve drinks and then go nice. uh, load the bags, um, you know, taxi them down the runway. They, they need a team. And, and a lot of the coaching I'm seeing, I, I'm doing for people that you know, people don't want to give themselves grace. They want to do it all. And they overcommit, overextend, and then they cause them. It's all self-induced because they don't want to look like they don't want to be judged because they they have to ask for help, which is wrong. Right. You know, and I think another thing in relationship building is you know people sometimes when they, they see the title of my book, they're like, "Win the relationship, not the deal." I don't get it. Or why would you not want to win deals? I'm like, you don't get it, man. I do, but winning people might mean you might have to walk away from a deal. Yeah. You might have to say, you know what. I would love to work with you, but I, I don't feel quite confident in what we're able to do because of X or Y. And um, it's more important for me to maintain trust with you than to oversell and then put myself in a bad situation. And then you get a bad service. And then now you're, you're going to tell that everybody about what a negative person and experience it was working in my company. Not worth it. Exactly. I, I share stories of my own failure, my own success in my book. And when I write about it, it's it's not one of these books where I'm talking about, Hey, let me, let me sit on a pedestal and tell you how great I am. It, this is a, this was a book of 20 years of um, failure that I share openly because I want people to learn. If I can get people to learn what I learned quicker uh, than me in 20 years, then that's a win. And that, that's a yeah. practical uh, tool that they can use. And I mean, as the author, I've read this thing, Diane, seven or eight times, maybe more through the editing process, through the, when I did the audible version of it, I'm still learning from myself and I'm the author which is embarrassing to say. It's not embarrassing to say. I think that's great. That, that's yeah. how we grow, right? Yeah. So yeah. speaking of, of reading it several times and, and still learning from it, mm-hmm. um, I want to pull on that a little bit. And I want to talk about practice or the lack of practice and the impact that it has on sales outcomes. Oh, yeah. So what, what's going on there? So, well, with, with this is, again, comical to me um so the cleveland the cleveland guardians is that right now they're no uh-huh. longer okay uh-huh. so the cleveland guardians will say professional baseball team yes can we agree on that oh sure okay professional baseball team they practice they take batting practice they look at film six days a week they don't do it on sundays i'm not sure why they don't it, what's interesting is the average salary of a professional baseball team is probably i don't know eight hundred thousand, close to a million we'll call it What's interesting is, uh, yet in sales, we don't make anywhere close to that, yet we don't practice. We just wing it. We show up. And uh, I think what I like to tell sellers is like, man, I didn't know you're that elite. That's, that must be cool. You should, I'd love to learn from you. Or better yet, give me your client's phone number. And what I'll do is I'd rather call them and tell them you practice on them and you show up and wing it um, because you're that elite about what you do. And obviously I'm being tongue in cheek and joking here, but like the point is we all have gaps. Like there's business is always changing. Um, when I speak, I, I've given a similar presentation multiple times. I still will practice. Sure. I still will go in my office and do live. Uh, I still will practice before I go meet the client. Hey, what are some questions I'm going to ask? And, you know, one of my mentors in life said, it's okay not to know every answer. It's just not okay not to do anything about it. And so for me, as a top performer, when I was my in corporate America, it was awesome to go to practice and lead by example by saying, listen, I'm still practicing. Why can't you? Because right. even when I played college football, Uncle Rico moment right there, my coaches never let me just show up on Saturdays and play. They made me practice Monday through Friday. Right. So 
why a practice is not talked about. You know, I also see sales leaders um, allow sales teams to say, well, I don't like role-playing because it's not, I don't sound like that in front of the client. BS, you do too. You want me to film you? I just saw you <laughs> act like that, right? You, it, it, what's happening is your ego is getting in the way. You're afraid to get judged by your team, but I'd rather mess up in front of my teammates. Yeah. They're not paying my bills. The client's paying my bills. So let's get good. Let's, let's practice. Let's realize we don't have, we're not perfect. We're not as, we're not as important as we think we are. Our phone number is not 911. So, and instead, just let's practice and make it fun. Make it goofy. Like practice different things, different words, different saying, you know, and, and just get, because the more we practice, the better it's going to be in front of the client. Right. And more fun it is because we're comfortable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how would you suggest someone, um, oh gosh, I can't think of what the word is that I want, but, but Mary, I guess I will use, it's not the word I'm looking for, uh, practicing and not being uh, robotic, mm -hmm. you know, being in the moment, being genuine. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think the like, so one, one exercise that I've done at the end of my corporate career and, I, and I'll teach people to do is sometimes when we think practice, we, we overthink it. It doesn't have to be a seven hour. All right, get the cameras out. Let's film. Let's do this, do that. It, it could be 10, 10 minutes. It could be on the drive to work. Hey, Diane, if you hear Casey, if you hear me say, Hey, uh, Diane, it's Casey with ABC company. Do you have a minute? If you hear me say that, which is going to sound not normal, like we talk to each other, but if you hear that, that's code. I want to role play. And then your job is to say, yeah, what do you got? Or say, who, who are you calling from? And, and maybe we just say, we, and then we, we practice that trying to get that first meeting with somebody. Or maybe the practice is we say, hey, you got 30 seconds. How authentic can you be in describing what our company does? And not in terms of like from our perspective, but from the customer's perspective. Like let's talk in third person. I would say third person storytelling. So if we can t t make sure as a team, we're, we're able to answer like, um, you know, the problems that exist for our clients, the problems we solve for our clients, and how we solve those client, how we solve those problems differently or better than our competition, and then stories of proof. Just practicing that type of a a, a framework, you're going to get better than most. Um, practicing like, hey, let's get in a room. Let's let's um, let's almost play like a uh, what's that? Where when you do um, not ad ad libs when you do. Um, when you're on stage and what's the word when you're, when you, I can't remember, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, improv? Improv. Yeah. And you practice improv and you say, let's just, let's, let's practice asking open-ended questions that will uncover or describe a problem we solve for our clients to maybe uncover that pain or discomfort the client may have and just go back and forth using an open-ended framework. I call Ted, tell me, explain, describe, right? Just making yourself get a little uncomfortable because that's how we grow. I've never seen somebody get strong by going to the weight room and just staring at the weights. You actually have to lift them, right? You can't just stare at a treadmill and get fast. And so to be a better seller, we got to put in the work, everybody. And me, I just were three, you know, three examples I've done that have helped that, you know, but you got to take that first step and don't say you need to practice. I want to practice. Just say, I will practice twice a week, 10 minutes. I'm going to put it in my calendar. Invite your teammates, maybe make it a lunch and learn interactive session. Well, and I like this idea of the, the thing you said before about, you know, if I reach out to you and say this, that means I want to role play. It's finding, you know, buddying up with someone so that mm -hmm. you can 
support and help each other and really be accountable with each other to make sure that you're doing those things mm -hmm. and getting the feedback. Totally. Right. Yep. So a lot of the frame though, so I got taught this late in my career too, that I teach my clients, it's called give to take to. So it's just saying, you know, tell me two things you liked about that role plan, two things you might do differently. Yeah. So instead of saying, Hey, how'd I do? Well, I did great. But if you put a number by it, people got to give you more specific feedback. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so your ego needs to not be in there. Right. Big, big hint there. People listening, listen to Diane. She said it. It's ego. Ego, like Ryan Holiday writes, ego is the enemy. Yep. We yeah. all have gaps. Yeah, seriously. I just think that it, that is a huge part of, of this. And remembering what the goal is. You know, the goal is not the deal. Mm -mm. The goal is the relationship that gets you to the deal. Correct. Yeah. And then you got to, and then, but don't be complacent. Once you feel like you want somebody. Yeah. The work's not over. No. Tell me how else I can tell me two other, tell me two ways uh, I can continue to make um, life on you easy, Mr. And Mrs. Client. Yeah, right. Like just keep being curious. Like Walt Disney, he says one of the number one reasons he was successful, curiosity. Yeah. His company's done okay, everybody. <laughs> A little bit. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe right. follow people that have done this before. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you say? Well, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What do you say to someone who says, you know, I don't want to bother the client. You know, no news is good news. Mm -hmm. So I would say two things. One, I would challenge that person and say, do you believe what you do matters? Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and then, and if they, if, and they're like, yeah, I'm like, then I'll ask again. And do you truly believe what you do matters? Like, you know that what you do solves a problem for some, and if the answer is yes, then you then you just given yourself the green light to do anything you want because you're coming at it from a servant's heart, a genuine heart, an authentic heart. I've seen a lot of relationships go south when we don't set expectations. You assume perfect example. If I have a meeting at twelve thirty, I show up at twelve thirty four. Ah, it's not that big a deal. She's probably busy. She's probably just. She probably appreciate the extra four minutes. That's one thought process. Or at twelve twenty six, when I know I'm going to be late. I'm going to pull over on the side of the road. I'm going to text the client. Hey, I am so sorry. Um, running late, got stuck in traffic. It's my apologies. I know your time is valuable. I just want to give you a heads up. I'm going to be two minutes late. Little things like that of just showing you care versus coming in the parking lot, you know, sweat dripping down your face, parked illegally in the handicapped spot, you know, and you're just out of breath, you know, something like that. Or if, if a product is going to ship late, if, you, if you're if you delivering a service and it's going to be late, you have a choice to either communicate it, or even if you have no news to communicate, tell them that. Hey, I just want to let you know that what you haven't forgot about yet. Um, here's what's going on. Uh, I'll be, I just want to at least let you know I'm still working on it, but I don't have a solution, but at least I want to let you know something. And I found that when I did that, clients at least appreciate it versus being scared to talk about things that are bad or good because, you know, there's a great phrase that he says, you know, true characters judge and face with adversity. I would say adversity is life's golden ticket. When that difficult things happen, that's when your character really shines. That's when people can really see what you're made of. Because it's easy to be a leader when business is booming. Product selling itself, service is selling itself. But what, how do you show up when things don't go right? And I think when we have to set expectations, good or bad, mainly on the bad side, that's when you really can differentiate yourself and be uncommon. 
For sure. And, and, and I'm listening to this and the thought that keeps coming into my mind is that it's all about your mindset. How do you view mm -hmm. what you do and the relationship that you have with your client? Yeah, I, we, I don't know if I mentioned this before. So I also do consulting work for a company called Limitless Minds. And uh, it's a company run by Russell Wilson, Russell's brother, Harry, um, got him DJ Eidson as well. And um, we lost Trevor Maud, the late Trevor Maud in February due to cancer, but he wrote a great book called It Takes What It Takes. And we teach mindset. We teach the mindset of a professional athlete and we bring it to the corporate athlete. How do we help that corporate athlete, uh, corporate athlete be the best version of themselves? And a lot of it is mindset. It's self-talk. It's belief, visualization. Yeah, it makes a big difference because mm -hmm. I mean that really determines how you approach everything you do. Mm -hmm. And especially as a salesperson, you know, how you show up. Well, full circle, Diane, it goes back to the question you asked me at the very beginning, golden rule. Yeah. If I have a if I have an argument with my son, my wife, my dog, the paper boy, whatever it may be, and I and I'm little on edge going to the office, I have a choice. I can bring in that negative energy to the office and, and erode my culture for the day. It's not their fault, but I'm making it their fault. Or I take a deep breath, get my stuff together to realize this is not my, I have to compartmentalize that shenanigans I'm dealing with and realize, you know what, let's go. It's not her fault. Let's go. Let's go. Let's bring energy and try to bring some positivity and then reverse my day and make it better. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of that. If, if you wake up, you have, and things aren't going well, you have the choice of saying, you know, I woke up on the wrong side of the day, it's the wrong side of the bed, and this day is just shot to hell, or to say, okay, so I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, yep. just, but that's not going to totally influence how the rest of my day goes. No. And, and just for our audience that maybe still is like, this guy, what is he, what are they talking about? It's easy to say, uh, you guys, this week, I had my, I'm dealing with my daughter's broken hand. My son had wisdom teeth surgery. I had my wife and I both had COVID. My dog dug out of the house. The, I mean, the, my car I had car issues. It's like, oh my God, universe, what else we got? Cause I'm ready. Bring it. And my wife and I just started laughing because in the end it's like, I, you know, we're not, I didn't purposely want this to happen, but I'm not going to let all these outside circumstances allow me to go in this negative loop. An event happens. I choose, this, I mean, then I tell myself a story and then I choose the response. And when we get into that negative cycle, it goes on loop. Instead, I'm like, screw it. I'm not, I'm going to bring positivity. I'm going to, I'm going to attack this shenanigans and still make something out of this better because that's all I got. Right. Right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. It's a great example. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I so appreciate this, this conversation, Casey, will you, uh, let the listeners know, you know, how they can find you and um, whatever you've got going on that would be valuable to them. Yeah. Well, I am, I love connecting with people. I love um, serving others. I love making connections with people. So if this has been of interest to you and you want to connect, find me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with new people. Um, if you want to learn more about me, the best way is probably just go to my website, which is kcjcox.com. Um, people can learn more about my book. It's, it's on Amazon and paperback Kindle or the audible version. I, I did narrate it myself, uh, which is a super fun process to go through. Um, I also host a weekly podcast for dads called the quarterback dad cast, which comes out every Thursday. And I, um, for all the moms out there, I actually get dads to open up and talk about their feelings. And you heard that, right? Yeah. And it's super fun. It's, um, we talk about vulnerability and humility and talk about areas of their dad game. They wish they were better. 
And um, I look at it as free therapy for me every week. I get to talk to these dads. So that's me. Excellent. Thank you. It's really, this has been really valuable and a really important conversation for um, all the listeners out there. So thank you again. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.